tend to be pretty unified on their message and that's the problem that democrats have interesting you're right i do see a lot of uh like in continuity but it's um the thing is it's hard to sway people who are so polarized in their beliefs yeah you know so maybe that's a good thing for the democrats so i could people vote democratic or more open-minded i think they would more democratic mm-hmm. folks would vote for an independent candidate more than a uh, than a Republican Republicans for who could say. But you can also argue that you have either party in a wolf in sheep's clothing. So mm-hmm. you have a Democratic, but they act very conservative, even though they're Democratic by affiliation. They do okay. stuff like. Bill Clinton was a good example with the 94 crime bill, I think. I think that happened on his watch. And you can even see when he ran for the second term, he went more conservative, even though he's Democratic. He still ran. Now, I, I heard Obama deported more people, and this was granted Absolutely. prior yeah. to, uh, to Trump taking place, but I heard Trump is, is slowly catching up. But Obama deported more people than most presidents. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I don't know. We're not all one thing anyway. Like, I don't know why people fight that. It's human nature to agree with, you know, I'm liberal about prostitution and drug use. Do you okay. think? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, conservatively, like, how we're spending our money government-wise or whatever, yeah, I'm conservative on that fiscally. I'm like, yo, we can be doing a lot better with this money. I don't believe in wasteful spending. Nor do I. Now, I think one of the first things we need to do uh, in government, you know, when there is a power change, is audit the government for efficiencies and uh, and fraud, waste, and abuse. And that's um, yeah. I couldn't. Uh, I could. I can only imagine it's in the billions. But if we can conserve that and find a better way to serve the people then uh, I think that's a start because this, um, 
this this machine is costing 4.4 trillion dollars a year to operate and um we got and it seems that people want more and more yeah. and um they they deserve it as uh, you know the times are changing artificial intelligence is blooming and um other game changers along that line too like i don't know man what do you think i'm gonna ask you this question what do you think it would take for us to either get rid of parties or have a permanent third party in all presidential elections mm. Shit, i would even say beg to say on all local levels and everything in elections period a permanent third party i like that i think that would shift it change it up because it's like again we, we say that most people are polarized either on the red pill or the blue pill to have a third option now i, I believe I, I reviewed somewhat some political analysts who were saying that it will kind of like mess things up because mm-hmm. it's, it's easier with two parties because it's either one person wins or one person doesn't because i suppose there is the opportunity to have a three-way tie but then with that third party it could be like a lot of votes are dumped in there and then you may still get the same outcome between a two party it's just like you know a third place to dump votes but um you mentioned before about dissolving political parties george washington george washington made a similar uh proposal i believe i may be misquoting him but um how would you do that how would that work it's just a name like and then funding like how do you how do you do everyone's independent i mean you can that's a good question i would like to see what that looked like but i think it would I, my concern it would drive the political process underground mm. you know whereas like you have a lot of republicans meeting in public democrats meeting in public for the committees but now if everyone's independent and they want to secretly uh make this guy the the, the popular nominee then you have a lot of private things that are going on but i don't, I don't know Okay. But you can make the argument they're doing that anyway. You have a point. Because Republicans and Democrats, they got to be around each other. So you don't think they're making backdoor deals with each other, maybe outside of their constituency or whatever they ran on. Hey, listen, when I get out of here, we got this deal, bro. Because it's pretty much their career. It's either a career or a pit stop for, I would say, politician. I think you kind of fall in either or. Interesting. So, I like how you I like how you put that. It's either a career path or it's like, eh, I'm just here to do my thing. But it, it does make sense to hold revolving doors between, um, how you say, high-ranking Wall Street officials revolving into government and out and, you know, and other industry leaders as well. Because, I mean, it makes sense like, hey, let me make policy that's going to benefit my organization while I'm in... Uh, and power. Okay, dude. And then it's like now these laws have made it uh, the company uh, able to raise more money or get around certain obstacles. And then that's that's no secret. It occurs. But, I think I don't know. I think if and it's so controversial. Like they don't want to. If we got rid of lobbying and your campaign money has to come from people or whatever. I really think that would help with the no party or third party. I 
then again, my my main concern is that um, how do you say this money would be distributed, circulated in the shadows, like it's not uh, you're not gonna have registered contributions. It's just like here's an envelope. Go use it to buy uh, Instagram ads. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't disagree with you. You make a valid point. I'm not even arguing that's something I also have to consider what I'm proposing but it gotta be a better way because this play is broken it's outdated it is it really is so and I think that's something that we should brainstorm on and try to come up with approach on how you would do those types of elections yeah because uh, I couldn't agree with you more it's antiquated there's too many holes I don't think we should have as many people I do agree with that like I think now, what do you mean as, as many people? Like, you know how the Democrats had like 35 people? I don't think we should limit that. Really? I, to, I don't know. That's definitely, uh, now here's the thing. The Democrats can have as many candidates as they want up until primaries, and then you'll only have one for that party. Now, again, if we're eliminating the party, that means you have a whole bunch of independents. Now, right now, there's over 700 presidential candidates that are registered, including yours truly. But um, I think it should remain that way, that you should have as many, if you're above, uh, if you reach those, if you meet those requirements, you should be permitted to, to run and, and the people should, um, you know, choose who they want. Now, what about this abolition of the electoral college? I've been hearing a lot of that because of the last election. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree or to be honest I would have to really dig in more but from what I've been hearing from uh, mainly I guess you would say Democrats is like it's still unfair how it's set up but they did lose the last election so it's kind of like sour grapes so what if you waited like States have various weights, right? What if they were all weighted the same? If California had the same weight as Rhode Island, how would that work? I kind of like that. I don't know though. I would. We definitely have to do some research. And I'm really curious about the abolishment of parties, electoral college, and mm-hmm. what's the other thing we we're talking about? Lobbying. What would that look like if we changed all of that? What would that look like for future elections? These are, in, these are just thought experiments. It's something mm-hmm. that I would like to, just curious. I am too, because I'm always talking about it. So I need to like organize my thoughts and see what is feasible. Like what could we do? What would it look like, you know? Um, now you've seen the growing movement of uh, they're trying to get voters' ages down now, like 16, 17. Yeah, um, I've read something about in California, it might even be for the 2020 election, that mm-hmm. they're going to let 16-year-olds vote in California. And I think that's pretty cool, and it's going to definitely change uh, how people are targeting their ads for, uh, for elections. Well, you gotta really consider, like, mm-hmm. are they going to, are they going to not cater? That's not the word. I'm looking for. 
They're gonna address the issues that sixteen-year-olds. Uh... That's a good point. I mean, I would. I'm curious to hear what they're. Uh, I wonder what they would learn about. But um, how do, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel? I'm torn because you do have kids at sixteen, whatever, in college. True. Because you got a lot of dual enrollment in school, high school now. So you have people getting degrees as they're getting their high school diploma. I've been seeing a growing rise in that. Wow, that's cool. Congratulations. Congratulations on that. For real, like you cut, you 18, they got a bachelor's and your high school diploma at the same time. Wow. So basically you don't really have to go to college. You don't, you're not in student debt because- nah, I think uh, someone who does that, I think they're gonna be a, a lifelong learner. Well, I would hope that they, they would do. I don't know. You know, it kind of brings another conversation with education, though. Because, you know, we've been going back and forth about this. Why not make that stand? What do you mean? To have those options at every school where, say, you want to go to college or you have collegiate aspirations. Why not have those options available? Because I don't think it's available at every school. Um, again, i got to revert back to a conversation I was having with a colleague. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to transition the workforce from requiring college degrees. So something you gotta consider is, and I hate to dodge your question, but um, going to college is like by the time you learn your stuff, it's outdated. Like it's, it's just assume it takes a year to mm-hmm. make and to make and, and update the curriculum. By the time it's out there and you've learned it, it's just outdated. And you know, companies like Google and Apple are saying that. And I think we need to uh, deviate from this whole, ha, now you're in debt to student loans to get these outdated skills. And it's like, if college was so great, mm-hmm. if, it was, if it was so great, why are there so many people who need to pay back these loans? Why hasn't college provided opportunities for these people to, to make the money, to support themselves, and to pay back these loans? Why are so many people in debt if it's such a great route to pursue? Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I have student loan debt also. Mm-hmm. You can also argue from the other side, they signed that paperwork for those federal student loans and stuff like that to go to college instead of going to a community college or vocational school, which would have been more in their budget in the first place. Okay. So you can also put the onus on the parents and the kids, actually. Because now you got two heads looking at this. You don't just have the kid, I would say, in most cases. I would say that on the average case, you have at least one adult that help raise that kid that can help them make an informed decision. So you can also push back and say, well, that's actually a root problem in our society is financial literacy and um, money management skills are horrible as well. I'm not disregarding the student debt. That's horrible. Trust me, I'm in it. I got to pay this shit off. And I thought going in not knowing. So that's my fault. I got to pay for it. But not knowing that, damn, Chris, you should have like went to community college here, paid way half the price, and probably been a better position in life versus what I did going with the most convenient way, to be honest. So 
It is very tricky. I do think they should be programmed by these institutions and the lo localities of where they're located to okay. where you can set up, hey, as soon as you graduate, we will pay off your college loans if you work for us for five years or whatever. I agree. I like that. Um, I, now, doesn't Starbucks have something like that? I'm not sure. But I think I they're paying for bachelors. They have some sort of bachelor's degree program. And mm -hmm. it's like... That's cool, mm -hmm. but you know, if I were Google, or perhaps I, I should say, when my organization grows to mm -hmm. where I have employees like that, I'm gonna have my own school mm -hmm. or the corporate university. It's going to be free for you know the employees, and they're going to get some sort of uh, they're definitely gonna get skills and, and accreditation from it. But I think that should be the approach because Apple has a university. I believe mm -hmm. Google has something like that, and that's what I would like to see in an approach like that. Like th this age of students being in indebted for pursuing their their educational endeavors is like that needs to end. Yeah, I agree with that. I think college should be definitely affordable. I don't think I think state college, if you're a resident of that state, should be free community and vocational but that also has to be tied in the corporate interest because how are you really going to sustain that too from a financial standpoint hmm. i always wonder that like okay if you make all this free right so i, I just use the state of florida so if i go to any university community college vocational school for free how are we gonna fund this per se? Um, I'm gonna revert back to the um, to the Upgrade America handbook. Okay. If students are getting any type of free college, mm -hmm. I think they should give back. Mm -hmm. Like give one year a federal or a state service. Okay. Non-military. Mm -hmm. Give back. Give something back. Like one year, you'll be paid. Yeah. You know, you'll be working for the state. So I mean, could that somehow the money they generate, whatever. I, I'm not too sure. You Just expert running through some thought experiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't disagree with you. I actually wanted to expand upon what you were saying. Okay maybe like maybe like four years like a little list enlistment because i think by that time you would have four classes per se for each institution i guess if you look at it that way so i don't know i think the four year i'm just thinking of enlistment i think that would make sense and now then here's you where i would be want to go Here's where I would like to see that the career fields I would like to see that, or, or at least pilot it, with, okay. right? So the medical career field, mm -hmm. like boom, you got all your medical school for free. However, you have to work for this public hospital, like um, and that's remember I told you about the life force. Essentially, it would be not an agency but a department, just providing federal. These are. No, not quite military doctors, but government doctors providing free health care. But um, four years at a time. That's all you would have to do. 
then transition next wave or you could uh you know or you could stay on but i would like to see it with pay grades and in the same type of uh military structure you know but it's non-combat nothing uh, nothing to worry about i would like to see that done with the medical career field. how do you think that would go obviously yeah stem anything stem and medical definitely anything stem yeah pretty much those that's what we're that's what life is all about now i mean well even um i i even want to say even with law enforcement okay and the same thing could be done with with law enforcement boom now you can go in and you could be a a captain or i'm sorry an officer in in the police on the police force Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, you would be trained with this uh, use of force material. Like, I don't know. It's like. I got a question. You bring up law enforcement, since that's really top button issue in the United States, right? How would you reform law enforcement as a whole in the U.S.? What would you change? Give me three things you would change. Wow, three? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to lead me to the, the whole Chicago conversation. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> how would I train, trade, or change? Yeah, yeah how would you upgrade law enforcement? I know we had a podcast about it, but we're just kind of... Fine, let's reiterate. Talk. One, first things first. Citizen, uh, citizens Advocate Agency. You gotta inject that third party into the LA community so you can have a, a non-biased pair of eyes on scene governing all uh, searches and procedures and things of that nature because right now it's getting it's building a lot of tension and um, adding that aspect would I, I think it would really provide a, a another perspective on what's really going on with these shootings and, uh, and, and things of that nature so that's one okay um, two, standardized use of force model across the board, all 50 states. Like, um, hey guys, this is when you should be able to pull your weapon. Under these circumstances, no other time. Under these circumstances, this is when you should be engaging targets. Like, um, you, you shouldn't be firing for, for any other reason. So that's, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's three. I'm sorry, that's, that's two. So, yeah. three, um... Difficult to say, man. <laughs> I mean, I know what I want to say, but it's difficult to spit it out, man. I guess it's like you need, um... You need more, um... I don't want to say spec ops or SWAT EST type guys, man. Like, um... I know you're, you're totally against the hard push thing, but, um... In, in, in shy town but if uh, you know if you're operating like a, a criminal terrorist organization then you gotta law enforcement has to deal with uh, you know with, with gangs as, as such and that's gonna require a more um, aggressive uh, type of law enforcement operative and you gotta beef that up if only as a deterrent mm-hmm. I think it's like um What's the best way to say? 
there there seems there, there's no um when when you're hearing that there's turf in um in Chicago where where cops don't want to go because it's so bad it's like um that sounds like a third world country mm-hmm. you know like that sounds like not somewhere that's in the United States it sounds like a third world country so if really consider it. there's other people who live in these neighborhoods who are not gangsters who are not gangs and it's like if they can't get the help that they need because cops the people who are supposed to maintain law and order can't roll through these neighborhoods and you need to escalate i have you ever played grand theft auto yeah years ago it's been so long <laughs> man I, I love that game but it's like if you, you, you did something crazy mm. the cops are tough yeah. And you know, you got the cheap clothes in, you got all your guns and, and everything, and then, you know, the cops are not sufficient, then the SWAT team comes, <laughs> and then the National Guard comes, yeah. and then tanks and helicopters and everything starts coming, you know, things of that nature, and it's like, you need to escalate, and it's sensitive because it's like, you know, it's, um, what is it? You were telling me like that you think it would be um, a lot of uh, racial tension, angry type guys who would sign up for the job. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, private military companies, or that's what they call it, right? PMCs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like the using using those guys, or even with the swap, you're absolutely right. But it's like. Um, I was joking with a colleague talking about like, yeah, yeah, if uh, Trump wants, uh, you know, Greenland, like, I want Mexico, you know, and he was saying like, you can't even begin to talk about taking on cartels and everything until you can uh, handle Chicago. So I'm like, okay, how would I do it? And, and um, your approach with the flowers and, 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 and guitars and, and the campfires is like, it sounds nice. And I, I, I would like to use a little bit of gold. Like, I, I would use, like to use some honey and, um, you know, and some salt. But um, I don't think you can just use one. Like I, I think you could you could save and you could help a lot of people with the ideas that you propose, like bringing some business in, in there. But when you're talking about automation mm-hmm. and you're talking about things of that nature, there's there's only so so much you, you could accomplish with that. I don't know, man. I I think for at least for one, and this is I, I answered my my third one was beefing up, you know, more. Um, People who can roll through a urban warfare is more or less. But at the end of the day, is and this is not law enforcement related, but I think we should like we gotta find a way to take care of everybody's needs, their basic minimal needs. Yeah. And then everything else we, we can work on from there, because it's gonna it seems it's gonna get to that point where it's like. You, you see the people who are messed up in the game now on the level that, that we're at right now. But when I tell you this game is going to flip the script in and we're going to be on a whole nother level, like there's going to be even more people like that. And if we can't take care of these people now, 
Like, what are we going to do in, in the long run? I don't know. I think overall, like, law enforcement in general, I agree. So the one thing you said, the two things I agree with, which you said, I'll put that on my top three list. The third one is... <laughs> The third one is holistic training. And when I say holistic, this means, you know, mind, body, spirit. But I'm going to add another aspect to that, culture. Okay. Religion. These are things that all cops should be trained on as well. And And I think think training should be like What's for culture? What what would... uh... What would you get from culture? Culture, you would, like like we discussed in a law enforcement thing, if I'm Brad and grew up in the suburbs of this part of town and never been to the hood, never been to Asian town, never been to all these places, when you get a call there, you're already on guard. You're going to be nervous. Obviously, when you get a call, you're nervous anyway. But you're extra heightened. You're more likely to probably do a deadly force action versus hey you know what through my training i remember culturally i went to a mosque and talked to a i think it's a imam is that what they're called imam yeah imam and then i went to a rabbi in a synagogue i've been to a baptist church i've been to presbyterian or whatever i've been to like wiccan just all these random i think everybody should get a taste of everything to understand remember remember training yeah. I don't recall what the acronym stands for for all you civilians, but it was pretty much like a shooter simulation. Yeah. That's like uh, you go in there and then the suspects or something like that, they pop up and you gotta shoot them. But sometimes you don't have to shoot them because like deadly force isn't authorized, that type of thing. But considering virtual reality and how intense this is getting, you think mm-hmm. that could be used for training? Like for these scenarios? I think maybe for fast training, yes. But you gotta be realistic. You gotta have some realism. You gotta actually go out there and talk, touch people, talk to people, see people. Like, I think that's what's missing in law enforcement is you don't really know, because America's so diverse. We're a large swath of everybody. You could find every culture here in America. Yep. So why not train law enforcement people to serve and protect when you're gonna encounter all these different people? So have that in your training. Your training should be like a year long. It shouldn't be no like two months and that's it. Like physically, it'll be like basic, like your first year of the Air Force. You go through basic training, which is your basic law enforcement stuff. Then you go to your advanced training, which is tech school. Then you go for your third phase, I guess you could say, which would be like operational mode. Like you're out there on the beat or whatever, and you're putting everything together. You're refining everything by the time you get to the third phase. Hmm. I think that's how we should do law enforcement. I really think also the legal system has to pair up with this when we're talking about restorative justice and like different avenues of how to punish people but also rehabilitate people that have been punished so now we're talking about that and um the more i study psychology Mm -hmm. 
I almost want to say that we shouldn't have jails. We should have expand the whole mental hospital thing. Mm, because it's like, um, okay. you should really, if it's truly rehabilitation, mm-hmm. you should really be looking at prisoners as patients. Okay. Think about what, what you just said. Rehab. Rehabilitation. Yeah. Like when someone goes into rehab, like let's just say for addiction, like they're it's like a patient process. Mm-hmm. So when you're in my brief experience in in, in jail was it was not like <laughs> rehabilitating. It was uh, it's it's a lot of uh, male aggression, you know, and you can't drop your guard for for a moment, and that is had a, a lasting uh, effect mm-hmm. on me so like i don't think that's the type of therapy that these uh these patients need so i think in the future that's where we're going to go where we we, we delve more in, in, into the mind like one of my favorite uh psychologist speakers jordan peterson he breaks down uh, a lot of thought is he from Canada? That's the guy from yeah. Canada. Okay, I follow him on Twitter. I, I peek in here and there. He's interesting. But he has a lot of thought perspectives. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another person who was saying, like, to some extent, there were conditions that created Adolf Hitler. Gotcha. That somehow changed his cycle to where he did all these uh, atrocities and, and everything like that. Not saying you should sympathize mm-hmm. with him. However, it's like it's everything is, is with the mind and, and the more uh, we, we, we learn, we, we can see that and I think we should be treating that. If a person steals, why? What is What are they dealing with psychologically that's yeah. causing them to steal? Like, Criminal behavior is anti-social. It's counterculture. It's not in accordance with the norm. So you got to ask yourself, what type of cognitive issues are they dealing with that's causing them to deviate from these norms? And it's like um, people are gonna hate it. They're gonna be like, oh, like you gotta take some responsibility. Like, yeah, you, you, you do. But it's like. Um, a person who's born, who's born a psychopath, they're born a psychopath. They have to deal with that. They yeah. they are operating on a totally different. So much is is uh, is within their control, but there are things that that are not, and we need to take these things into consideration. And that's why I said um, prisons should be more like hotels. We should restrict the freedom of movement. And, and such, but at the same time, I, I think they're entitled to, uh, you know, people are these patients and mm-hmm. rehab, rehabilitation are entitled to better conditions. Man, you surprised me today with that one. You really, wow. I'm well, we're going, We're going off script. Nah, but it's dope. <laughs> like, I've never. I've seen kind of this model with, I think, Sweden or Norway. One of those countries. I can definitely see them doing that. But to hear you say that and tie it to what I just said is amazing. I'm like, what? Is this the same guy that I know? Like, prime 
Like, a, a broken clock is right at least two times a day, they say. <laughs> I have my moments. Nah, I never really looked at it like that. I never, and I'm thinking that would be perfect for America. Why not? Why not do that? You know? Well, bro, um, we take these, um, and, and, and I hate to butt in, but let's look at these mass shootings. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, they're saying it's stemming back to mental health. And now they're trying to expedite trials and executions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And these guys, they're, they're, they got things, screws that are loose. And it's like, we're viewing, we hate them. We're mad because they killed children and they killed women. And, you know, it, it, it's acts of terrorism. But they're mental. They got problems. They need to be rehabilitated. These guys may not be able to go back into society. But we don't need to kill them. You know, um, I don't know. It's tough. In, in, in the future that I envision, like, uh-huh. I don't see people behind bars and, like, you know, it should be like, yo, like, you're here because you are you, something wrong that led you here. Let's really rehabilitate you and make you a, a, a better, better integrate back into society, I suppose. So, give me... All right, I'm going to throw out a scenario real quickly. So, a guy, 21 years old, commits murder. Okay. Comes from a normal family. I'm trying to throw all these little curveballs. I know there's normal. I know, I'm just saying, like, two-parent household, had all the basic needs covered. Nuclear family, gotcha, gotcha. There you go, okay. Commits murder. No prize or anything. This is first offense. Under your program of what you're discussing, what would treatment look like for rehabilitation for this person? No, we, we discussed... Um, like, how long would it take? Like, what what would go into the treatment? Like, you know, that's murder, it's like, you're going to be there for a while. Okay. For years. Like, you, you, you took human life. Like, it's a pretty big deal. But like um, you mentioned, restorative justice. Mm-hmm. I definitely incorporate some of that into there. At the same time, just um, discussing it. Definitely have weekly therapies, like mm-hmm. discussing with a, a, a therapist, like what led you to this. Because here's something you gotta consider too, and why it would be advantageous for uh, for the state as well. The more data you have peering into the minds of these people who are doing these crimes, the better mm-hmm. we can detect, deter, and uh, you know prevent in the future because we know these these signs and, and red flags. And yeah. also, you know, you, you could um maybe it is like we like we mentioned during prostitution, like maybe it's just sexual frustration that's pent up and cause I can see that driving me driving someone crazy like oh like I haven't been late in years, like ah oh, mad ah oh. like I can see that. But um, if, if maybe it's that getting that data, a, a therapist, psychologist would be able to pry that, and you know we, we can figure a way to to mitigate all this. I don't know, man. But, um, this was a very cool conversation. You know, once again, we we're off script, but uh, that's our off script episode. So <laughs> yeah, we yeah. just did so we just did two of them, man. But I think this was actually uh just the whole fluidity of it was pretty smooth, man. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. That's all I got. 
Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again for the latest and greatest Upgrade America podcast, Camera <laughs> 2020. Yeah. Please like and subscribe. Do donate that. on Patreon. Donate to the Camera 2020 campaign. I and um, yeah. <laughs> See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.